Welcome to the Autism Empowerment Podcast, your source for acceptance, enrichment, inspiration, and empowerment in neurodivergent and autistic communities worldwide. Wherever you identify in your autism or autistic journey, Autism Empowerment is here to meet you along the way. We're an autistic-led podcast, 501c3 nonprofit charity, and publisher of Spectrum Life and Zoom Autism Magazine. In today's episode, we're reviewing the spring 2022 issue of Spectrum Life Magazine. We'll be talking about a new chapter for autism empowerment and sharing about Zoom Autism Magazine, Asking Autistics, and new forms of content that will be showing up in Spectrum Life Magazine and on our nonprofit websites. Let's get going. And we're back in the studio. Happy spring to my podcasting partner. It's so awesome to be back here in the studio with you, and it is definitely the right time. I love our collaboration and energy, and I have certainly missed being here. Welcome to our 2022 season of podcasting, John. I, too, have missed our collaboration and being here sharing with our podcasting family. We had so much going on at the end of 2021 and the first part of 2022, but as they say, better late than never. I know that we'll be touching on the reason why we're starting four months into the year once we talk about the articles, a new chapter of Autism Empowerment. I look forward to getting into that as it's very important for us to support autistic and neurodivergent communities. Thank you so much to everybody out there as well. We appreciate you joining us here today for the Autism Empowerment Podcast. My name is Karen Krejcia and I am the Executive Director and Co-Founder of Autism Empowerment and one of your regular hosts. I'm here with my husband, John Krejcia, who is our programs director and our other co-founder. Today is our behind-the-scenes review show of the spring 2022 issue of Spectrum Life magazine. I'm now going to turn this back over to John, who is going to be asking questions, sharing in the discussion, and helping us stay on track. Well, I'm sure happy to keep my eye on the time for us today, and I look forward to this show for sure. Since spring of 2021... Oh my gosh, that's a year ago. We've been doing these review shows for each of the upcoming issues of Spectrum Life magazine. Can you tell our listeners why we do this? You're correct. Since our spring 2021 issue, we've been doing either preview shows, overview shows, or a combination of the two. For those new to our podcast or to autism empowerment, we're also publishers of a neurodivergent-led print and digital magazine called Spectrum Life magazine. We've been creating and publishing this since 2016 when we acquired the magazine from a local parent advocate named Courtney Freetag. All current and past copies of Spectrum Life magazine can be found, read, and downloaded online for free at our website at www.spectrumlife.org. We also have links to that from our main nonprofit website, www.autismempowerment.org. We'll go ahead and include these links for you in our podcast show notes, as well as our transcript. And that will be available at our podcast website, which is www.autismempowermentpodcast.org. So if you Google Autism Empowerment, you should be able to find us. That was a lot of WWWs. (laughs) Indeed it was. But again, Google Autism Empowerment and you'll find us. Anyway, back to your questions, John. We just relaunched our Autism Empowerment podcast back in 2021 after a seven-year hiatus. Our initial thinking was that a lot of our regular podcast listeners might not be readers of the magazine. 
And a lot of our magazine readers might not be podcast listeners, so we thought it would be great if we could connect both audiences together to give a sample of the different types of content we offer in each format. Some of the benefits of doing a podcast episode about the magazine are that people learn what kind of stories and topics we're featuring in each issue. And we also have the opportunity to share fun facts and interesting behind-the-scene details that they wouldn't learn otherwise since there's only so much space in a print publication. So everybody knows that John, me, loves fun facts. Fun fact alerts. And we have fun fact alerts. But the really great news is that the spring 2022 issue is now out and distribution has been completed. So yay! Hooray! The magazine was actually delivered at the end of March so that it would be in people's hands and available to read for Autism Acceptance Month in April. Print distributions, Washington and Oregon, has been complete. And those who had mailed subscriptions across the country had their issues mailed. John, you do the distribution of the magazine. How was your distribution different this time from the last time you did it? Well, first of all, I wasn't blocked by any gaggle of geese. Wait, what are you talking about? Funny that you should ask, Karen. You know (laughs) what I'm talking about. And some of our listeners who had heard our winter 2021 issue preview also know. But twice during my deliveries of the winter 2021 issue, I was blocked by, you got it, a gaggle of geese. Once in Beaverton and the second time in Salem, Oregon. But this time there was no gaggle of geese to be found. Yeah, I knew the story, but I wanted you to share. Quite frankly, there's a mischievous part of me that was silently hoping you might have been stopped again. I know you were. (laughs) Last time, we actually put pictures of you being stopped up on the website on the podcast page. So it's kind of a bummer. Not even a moose stopped you this time? No moose on the loose, no Sasquatch, and no gaggle of geese. I'm glad you at least were able to get the publication out. On a serious note, though, what was delivery like this time around? I know things have been dramatically different over the past couple of years since the beginning of the pandemic. Well, the great news is that more and more places are now open. We deliver the magazine to places where autistic youth, adults, and families may often go to find services and support. The majority of the places we deliver are within the medical field, and masks are still required in those places, both in southwest Washington and Oregon. We had a large distribution of Spectrum Life magazine this time, and the great thing is that we're now in 597 locations. So, Karen, can you share with us where people can find the copy in all of those 597 locations? Yeah, that is quite a few locations, and we are very grateful to all of our partners out there who carry the magazine for us. It is free for people to pick up a copy. If you go to our website, if you live in the Southwest Washington. Actually, if you live in Washington or Oregon, we've now expanded through a lot of the state in both areas. You can check our spectrumlife.org website under the find a copy section to see where you can pick up the most current issue. You can also subscribe there in case you live outside of our delivery area. And if you prefer, you can always read an electronic version of the digital magazine online. Additionally, we do separate blog posts for each individual article, which is also nice because a lot of times people like to share a particular piece that speaks to them via social media with their friends, their families, or their colleagues. Yeah, you're 
absolutely right about us branching out because we're trying to reach people in more remote locations, people who are underserved, and really try to serve more people both in Washington and Oregon and beyond. Yeah, we get a lot of places, a lot of practitioners reaching out to us, asking to carry the magazine, and a lot of people asking if we can carry it near them. And we want to be able to do this. It's expensive. We're a grassroots nonprofit. And again, we try to make this accessible for everyone. So we will continue to do it as long as we can afford. And again, it's always available. All current and past issues are available online to read as well. So let's dive right in and start going over the issue. I want to first go over the magazine section by section, how we normally do. But first, let's look at the cover, as we tend to do as well. Who's on the cover this time and why? I'd be happy to do that. Thanks for asking. Our cover this time features Connor Cummings, an autistic advocate who is the heart and soul of Zoom Autism magazine. Connor is standing in front of the White House on our cover. We'll go ahead and meet Connor and his mom, Sharon Cummings, in both of our first two articles that have to deal with some of the changes coming to autism empowerment. Changes? That sounds exciting. Thanks for going over that. Now let's jump into the from the publisher piece that's at the beginning of the magazine. Thank you, John. In every issue on page four, I write a welcome and introduction to that issue's articles in my From the Publisher column. It's usually about 300, 350 words, and that includes my thoughts from a personal, parental, and professional lens. My goal each time is to try to briefly weave together how that particular issue is laid out and comes together. For this particular piece, I focused on spring being the season of new beginnings and a season of hope. I talked about how Autism Empowerment is gaining a sister publication, Zoom Autism Magazine, as well as how we're adding two new regular autistic-led columns to the publication, Asking Autistics with Lyric Holmans and A Day in the Lives of Autistic Adults with writer-illustrator duo Jenny Bristol and Rebecca Burgess. We'll cover that and more as we get into the individual pieces later in the show. I love the and more. So that sounds great. Let's start then with the first section, advocacy. Typically, we go over each section, article by article, in order in which they are seen in the magazine. But in this case, I'd like to jump to the second article first, and then we'll come back to the first article. Does that make sense, Karen? Sure. So, Karen, can you talk about the article, A New Chapter for Autism Empowerment, Geek Club Books, and Zoom Autism Magazine? This will also tie into why we're doing this first podcast now in April of 2022. Thank you so much, John. Yes, the article is tied in together with changes in our organization and also part of the reason for some of the delays in getting this podcast out. So let me go ahead and go back and rewind to November of 2021. At that time, I was online and I noticed that Geek Club Books an educational nonprofit organization that's based in Northern California that serves the autism community online nationally was going to close their doors at the end of 2021. I was really saddened by this as they had done so much for the autistic and disability communities, and we shared so many similar values. As founders, John, you and I, with Autism Empowerment, as well as Jody Murphy with Geek Club Books, We had so many different things in common. We came up together in terms of nonprofit founders around the same time. 
And we had both been motivated at the time that we founded our organizations to help bring positive information and messages of autism acceptance, hope, and empowerment to our communities, while at the same time meaningfully addressing challenging issues and creating avenues of support and service for people who were looking for more information about how to better support youth on the autism spectrum, adults on the autism spectrum, and just get connected within community. Back in 2011, when we founded, and I think it was 2012, around that time for them, there was so much doom and gloom messaging. And it was harder to search online and not be bombarded with the medical message. And it was very isolating for parents, as well as autistics, who were trying to connect and find one another and cut through the chatter. So as parents of autistic children, and me being autistic as well, each of us knew there needed to be more positive educational platforms. So over the past nine years, Autism Empowerment and Geek Club books had crossed many positive paths, and each organization respected the work each was doing. Autism Empowerment and Geek Club books worked together a few times. We had Jody and her son Jonathan on our previous podcast when it was Autism Empowerment Radio. Jody had written for our blogs. We had done some other things with them. And each organization respected the work that the other was doing. It was sure a blow when we read that. Mm -hmm. And also, Geek Club Books was the host organization, the host nonprofit for Zoom Autism Magazine. They also produce things like comics and cartoons and educational series like the Mighty League Autism Story app. They're very innovative in the types of educational content and storytelling content they would do. And they also had something called the Blue Bee TV Autism Information Station. And what I really loved about their website, and I know we had featured it in the past on Spectrum Life magazine, but their website regularly featured content from a wide range of people across the autism spectrum, giving platforms to different bloggers to talk about different things in the community that were important. So it was a place, sort of a repository for different autistic people from across the spectrum to be able to have blogs or different outlets to be able to talk about different things. In addition to that, there were all sorts of interesting interviews and lots of different creative things going on. Their work was online only, and I love their model and was always hoping to be able to do at our organization a lot more of what they were doing and to shift a lot of our work more that way because I felt we had a lot of giftings in that area. However, because autism empowerment pre-pandemic had so many in-person programs going, support groups and social clubs and service activities. We really just at that time just didn't have the extra resources, manpower, time to ramp up the way we hoped. And then came the pandemic. And then came the shutdown and autism empowerment of our in-person programming. And then came the notification last fall that Geek Club Books would be closing at the end of December. So, like you said a moment ago, you and I were really saddened and, and shocked by the possible loss of all those years of content that they had created and shared and that it was just going to suddenly disappear and go away. So what happened? What was the next step after you found that out? So, John, I just felt this calling. I mean... To reach out to them, right? To reach out. 
is somewhat similar to when we knew that Courtney Freetag was planning to leave Spectrum's magazine and we acquired Spectrum's back in 2016 and we've been publishing it now as Spectrum Life since then. I knew that it was really important to carry the legacy of Geek Club Books content on. There's just so much out there and there's so many voices that we wanted to amplify and elevate and give a not only a new platform to, but just to continue the conversation going forward. So we went ahead and because I had a personal relationship with Jody, even though we hadn't talked to her in a while, I went ahead and reached out to Jody Murphy. She's the founder and the executive director at Gate Club Books and asked if autism empowerment could be the new home for a lot of their content as we just didn't want it to go away and not be accessible anymore. And then we also asked about the status of Zoom Autism magazine. Zoom hadn't published for about a year and a half, but it was different in terms of its status than Geek Club Books in that it was initially co-founded with Jody, Sharon Cummings, who's Connor Cummings' mom, and then another mom, Sharon Fuentes. They had originally founded the magazine together and published 12 issues. And then starting with the 13th, Sharon Fuentes left, and she had done a lot of the graphic design and so forth. And at that point, the magazine changed styles a bit and became a nonprofit program of Geek Club Books under the lead of Sharon Cummings and her son, Connor Cummings. So we had that conversation with Jody, John, you and I, we had a Zoom call. And as, she, as is very common during pandemic <laughs> and post-pandemic times. Yes, we had a, a Zoom call. How appropriate for Zoom to talk about Zoom Autism Magazine. But Jody was on board. She was willing and receptive. We just needed to be able to make sure that we shared that it originally came from Gate Club Books. Of course, we're happy to do that. And on our side, what was important to us is that we would offer honorariums to all of the autistic or neurodivergent creators whose work that we were offering to republish and that we would get permission. So we worked with Jody and she made a lot of introductions for us. And after reaching out to many of their writers and creators, we're really excited to announce that we would be the new home to a lot of the content that was once found at Geek Club Books. And so you will be seeing a lot of that. We're thrilled to be able to give an opportunity for those writers and creators to be able to get a little bit of extra funding for what they created. You know, people with disabilities are notoriously unemployed, underemployed or underpaid. And certainly those on the autism spectrum are way up there on that list. We're doing our best at Autism Empowerment to raise money so that in the future we can pay more. We know that we can't afford to pay people what they're worth yet. And we're working to change that. But we also know that so many blogs, so many organizations, both nonprofit and especially for-profit that use neurodivergent talent don't pay at all. They just ask people to volunteer for free. And there's nothing wrong with volunteering. But at some point in time, we need to be able to earn a living. And if people who are neurodivergent, autistic, people with disabilities aren't earning a living, then that's not good. And so we want to be able to contribute to changing that practice and having that conversation. Absolutely agree with everything that you said there. Yeah. 
So over the next few months, we're going to be adding more and more content to our websites. It's a slower process than initially anticipated as I'm trying to do the design at the same time doing other things, but we're doing our best and we will have it all come together in the time that it is meant to. And it is super exciting because we're going to be adding comics, autism educational series, and a variety of different things to the website. In addition to the Blue Bee TV autism information series and all sorts of things that are actually already on the site to take a look at. So how will this change Spectrum Life magazine or what kind of changes can people see? Great question. So right away for the spring issue, we were able to add in two new columns. The first column is called Asking Autistics. I'll go into that a little bit later, but it's hashtag Asking Autistics. That's going to continue. That was a monthly blog that had been on the Geek Club Books website, and that is by Lyric Holmans, also known as Neurodivergent Rebel. The first column is in this issue within the lifespan section. And Lyric will also do a monthly blog that can be seen at the spectrumlife.org website. We will additionally be adding some of their past Asking Autistic blogs to the site as well. And actually a bunch of those are up there now. So you'll be able to go and see those. The second new column that we will have in each issue of the magazine is A Day in the Life or A Day in the Lives of Autistic Adults. That is a joint column by Jenny Bristol and Rebecca Burgess that's going to continue again starting with this issue, and it's going to be in each of the upcoming issues. So fun fact alert. Fun fact alert. Of course, we have to have fun facts. So (laughs) with this particular issue, we are now going international with our contributors. Oh, yes. International with our columnists. Yes. Yes. Rebecca Burgess is an illustrator from the U.K., And they have done so many different illustrations, and we are going to be adding a lot of their comics to the SpectrumLife.org website as well. So be looking for that, too. I thought that was a fun fact. It is a fun fact. They're very talented. So what are some of the other changes that we can anticipate? Well, as I mentioned earlier, we talked about Zoom Autism Magazine. And Jody couldn't really make the decision on that specifically because that was going to be given back over to Connor and to Sharon Cummings. So we reached out to Sharon and Connor to see if Autism Empowerment could be the new nonprofit home for Zoom Autism Magazine. So what kind of call did we have, John? A small fun fact. It was a Zoom call. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We are so corny. (laughs) (laughs) ears looking at (laughs) you okay so we're excited to share that after the conversation we had with them and then we talked to them a couple times after that and exchanged emails the answer is yes autism empowerment will be the new home the new publisher of zoom autism magazine now for those who may not be familiar with the publication Zoom Autism Magazine is an award-winning digital magazine that is online only. We're expecting the first issue under Autism Empowerment will come out in either summer or fall 2022. Another main difference between Zoom Autism Magazine and Spectrum Life is that their issues are currently theme-based. For example, the last issue theme was Black Autistic Lives, 
And there was a previous one about powerful autistic women, as well as one about travel and one that was all about health. So each issue that they're creating right now going forward is going to have all articles within that issue, or at least the vast majority of the articles, to be about that particular theme. You'll get to learn more about that later. We don't have the theme for the next issue yet. It's a surprise, but we will share that later on. All of the previous issues from 1 to 18 are available to read on either autismempowerment.org or spectrumlife.org. For issues 1 to 12, those were in a slightly different format. 13 to 18 are the ones that are theme-based. So you can read any and all of those and download them as well. So is that why there was such a late start to this podcast? John, as you know, our original intention when we restarted the Autism Empowerment Podcast in January of last year was to have weekly podcast episodes. In fact, my initial plan was to have podcast episodes twice weekly and to be able to record a bunch of episodes at one time, batch them, and then also produce miniseries as well. In addition to being an autistic entrepreneur who loves to shine a light on other people's stories, I'm also a woman who has a lot of executive functioning challenges, likely ADHD in addition to autism. Although I've never been diagnosed with ADHD, I have been diagnosed autistic. I also struggle with depression and all sorts of physical aches and pains and brain fog from long COVID, which I, ugh, I had COVID back in March of 2020, right near the beginning of the pandemic. And I still have effects today. So some days I'm extremely productive. I try to be extremely productive whenever I can, but some days it's really tough to get out of bed. I own up to my challenges and take responsibility for my shortcomings and need to give myself grace about the fact that we were not able to keep to the podcast schedule that we had hoped or intended. I own up to failing at keeping the plan and being overly optimistic about what could be accomplished and apologize to anyone we disappointed. One thing about myself is that I absolutely value integrity and honesty and absolutely hate to promise something and not deliver it. So it was incredibly embarrassing to not be able to follow through. I learned that I have to give myself grace. All of us have difficult things that we go through. I know I'm going to continue to make mistakes, but I want to be able to do the best I can with the strengths I have, the gifts I'm given. And I realize that there's so many wonderful people out there doing so many great things. It just motivates me to find power within myself to serve. And there is a much higher reason than me to be able to serve, I am working for that and for that glory. And um, working with you, John, every day to learn more and to do better. So again, I appreciate anybody out there who understands if you're frustrated, if you're upset, appreciate your forgiveness and grace. 
And I can promise you I am an authentic person who is here to serve and I will continue to learn and do better. So there was a lot of stuff going on. Yes, indeed, that's true. There's a lot of stuff that is continuing to be going on and I don't really need to get into a lot of my personal life with you. I don't want to make any types of excuses. I just want to give people a bit of transparency, a little peek behind the curtain to just kind of show you where we're at. And I think that's probably the best way to be able to explain it is to just put it out there and let you know we're back. Absolutely. Grace is something that's super important. And I definitely give you grace. And I'm sure that our audience will as well. So now that we've talked about the changes that have occurred and that are occurring, and we've now talked about the second article, Let's get back to the first article, which was Zooming in with Connor Cummings. Sounds good. Fun fact alert. Uh Uh-oh. Already another fun fact alert? Yes. So the article title, Zooming in with Connor Cummings, is actually a double entendre because not only is Connor the managing editor of Zoom Autism magazine, but he is also a professional photographer. Oh, I get the connection. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, if you see a picture of him on the cover of the magazine, he is wearing his camera around his neck. Connor was two when he was first diagnosed as autistic. And this article was a collaboration between Connor and his mom, Sharon. They're a mother-son advocacy team who advocate both in Virginia as well as nationwide. Connor's 29 and he lives at home in Northern Virginia. Connor is considered the heart and soul of Zoom Autism magazine, and he has done a lot to learn about how the magazine works. The tagline of the magazine is autism through many lenses. I think that's pretty beautiful. Connor sees autism as well as life in a beautiful and encouraging way. Connor's also a huge Disney fan, and so in every picture on the cover and within, you'll see him wearing Mickey Mouse ears. So tell us a little bit more about those ears. Of course, we want our listeners to read the article, but I think it's important to share about Connor's Mickey Mouse ears, too, because it's so iconic to see him in his ears. As I mentioned, Connor's highly involved in advocacy. In fact, there is a law in Virginia named after him called Connor's Law, which is a parental support law similar to child support laws, but it's targeted to support adult children with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Connor's Mickey Mouse ears to him represent courage, confidence, and happiness because they help him feel comfortable in large crowds and they make him feel happy. He's gifted ears to governors in Virginia, and he shared with us that wearing his ears is no different than someone wearing a ball cap with their favorite team. You know, it's kind of funny after I thought about that a while, It totally made sense to me, so I totally get that. So thank you so much for sharing about those years. Absolutely. If you read the article, it goes into more of Connor's backstory. We learn a little bit about his childhood, and we're very excited to be able to be working with Connor and his mom, Sharon, going forward. So the second article in that section was the article, A New Chapter for Autism Empowerment, Geek Club Books, and Zoom Autism Magazine. We've gone over that a little bit, but we're hoping to do a podcast specifically about that particular article, correct? Yes, we covered this before the Zooming In with Connor Cummings article, so I don't think we need to say much more about it right now, 
except to say that if listeners visit either the autismempowerment.org or spectrumlife.org websites and look for Bluebee TV, the last episode in the webisode series of the Bluebee TV Autism Information Station, episode eight, was just uploaded last week. It's called Autism in Media. James Sullivan and the Bluebee Pals with voiceover talent from Jonathan Cormer talk about autistic representation in media through TV, comics, and movies and give a variety of examples. It's geared towards kids and is family-friendly, and it's about six minutes long and definitely worth a view. So for our listeners out there who don't know what Bluebee TV is, can you go over that just briefly? Sure. Absolutely. If you're looking for a way to explain autism to kids, this is a great free video series available online through the Bluebee TV YouTube channel. Each video talks about autism in a friendly, age-appropriate, yet clinically correct manner, using pop culture and humor to keep kids engaged. These autism information videos are an easy and approachable way to talk to children about autism and help them see past differences, learn acceptance and understanding, and discover that we're really all pretty much the same at heart. There's eight episodes in the series, and we'll go ahead and link to the Bluebee TV YouTube channel in our show notes. We'll also be interviewing the host of the show, James Sullivan, in the summer issue of Spectrum Life magazine. I'll be looking forward to that. And so that kind of rounds out the advocacy section, and then the next section is lifespan. The first article in there was with our spring 2021 cover girl, Kimmy Diamond, and her mom, Brandy. You're right, John. Kimmy was on the cover of the 2021 issue of Spectrum Life magazine in the spring. And that feature, the story was about her experience with a nonprofit organization for autistic and disabled women and girls called Disability Empower Network. They provide mentoring and leadership. And at the time, we interviewed Kimmy for a program she was participating in called the Letter from a Role Model Program. That experience went so well that Kimmy applied for and received the opportunity to participate in Disability Empower Network's Empower Camp. Each summer, 10 young teens with disabilities, either neurodivergent, physical disabilities, or both, take part in a camping experience in the Adirondacks where they're mentored, learn disaster preparedness, and develop leadership and survival skills. This interview with Kimmy and her mom, Brandy, talks about Kimmy's trip, has a lot of really great pictures, and showcases Kimmy's growth throughout that journey. It's a really neat and encouraging story of empowered disabled women and teens coming together to embrace their disabilities and accomplish things together. The Disability Empower Network is doing great things, and you can learn more about them at www.disabilityempowernetwork.org. Fun fact alert. Fun fact. Yes, Kimmy loves Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Kimmy loves Star Wars. Indeed she does. And you know what is another fun fact about Kimmy? What's that? She's one of the world's best huggers. Absolutely. You have not had a hug until you've had a hug from Kimmy Diamond. But she only gives hugs to people she likes. Yes, she does. That's a great thing aspect of that as well. So the second article in that lifespan was actually the story that Kimmy had written for her summer project, correct? Yes. The story is called The Flood. As part of the summer camp program, each attendee had to choose a year-long project that had something to do with disaster preparedness and disabilities. 
they also needed to be able to promote their project in some way. Kimmy chose to write a short story called The Flood, which is a story about an autistic girl named Piper who prepares to survive a flood with her family. She chose this topic because she wanted to know what kind of things an autistic person might do differently in preparing for a disaster. The end result turned out really well and includes Kimmy's story, her drawing, and a discussion guide. With all of the wild weather that we've had across the country, it's important to be prepared for a natural disaster. In fact, we actually had almost three inches of snow the first week of April here in Vancouver, which never done that before ever. I really enjoyed Kimmy's story, and I think you have another fun fact about Kimmy as well. Yes, later in July, each attendee gets to present their leadership project back in Washington, D.C. They get to go back to a reunion with all those others who attended camp with them last year. Kimmy has a bundle of Spectrum Life magazines ready to give out. So it's cool to hear that our magazine and its content is going to be visiting Washington, D.C. and other parts of the country. Hopefully we will get that advocacy out there as well. The trip also coincides with the National Council on Independent Living annual conference, so they'll get a chance to have a day on the hill and be part of a rally to promote independent living for people with disabilities. That is fantastic, and I love fun facts. To round out this section is a brand new series for Autism Empowerment and Spectrum Life magazine. Hashtag Asking Autistics. Yes, starting with this issue, as I had mentioned earlier in the show, Lyra Coleman's, also known online as Neurodivergent Rebel, will be producing their hashtag Asking Autistics column quarterly for Spectrum Life magazine, as well as monthly for the Spectrum Life website blog. Lyric is a 34-year-old autistic and ADHD adult known for their thought-provoking and conversation-starting content online both through Twitter, as well as their lifestyle blog at NeurodivergentRebel.com. For this spring issue, Lyric also writes an introduction about themselves and the origin story behind Asking Autistics and the hashtag Actually Autistic. I'll let you read the article to get the details behind that, but I'll summarize briefly as it relates to the column here. The hashtag Asking Autistics was created out of the need to learn from autistic people about autistic experiences. It was created so that people learning about autism, whether they were autistic or not, could cut through the medical chatter. It was intended to be able to be a bridge, inviting autistic people to share their life experiences and to give people who weren't autistic a peek into the minds of autistic people worldwide. It took place on Twitter primarily. So on a regular basis, Lyric will be asking through Twitter through the hashtags actuallyautistic and askingautistics a particular question. Lyric then answers the question themselves and invites others on Twitter to share their thoughts. A variety of answers are then chosen to be included within an article in the magazine or on the website. Lyric originally started this a number of years ago, and the column was published monthly over at Geek Club Books for a number of years, and now we're happy to be hosting it through Autism Empowerment and at Spectrum Life magazine. For this issue, the question asked was, How did you find out you were autistic? How old were you when you found out? Including Lyric's responses, there were 12 different viewpoints representing people who found out when they were very young, as well as those who weren't diagnosed until their 40s. The reasons for how and why were quite interesting, and you'll have to read the piece to find those details. 
One thing I really like about this column being added to our website as well as to the magazine is all of the different variety of autistic voices that are now going to be included. The more representation that we can have, the better. Because as you know, the autistic spectrum is broad and we want to be able to give the opportunity for as many people as possible to be heard. I thank you. We're definitely looking forward to that series, both in the magazine and on the website. So now we have two sections down, advocacy and lifespan. And now we're going to head over to recreation. And it started out with a pretty cool interview that you had done with Jonathan Murphy. Can you talk to us about that? Actually, Jonathan Cormer, they're the same person, but Jonathan Cormer is his stage name and Jonathan Murphy is his actual name. Jonathan's an extremely talented autistic adult voice actor who's the star of the Dork Tales Storytime podcast. He also did the voiceover for the puppets that are in the Bluebee TV Autism Information Station webisodes as well as a host of other things. But our main focus for this particular article was his work about the Dork Tales Storytime podcast. So this was actually listed as our stories from the Spectrum piece in this particular issue. So what does that mean? So in each issue, we pick one and occasionally two pieces to be designated stories from the Spectrum, autism from an autistic perspective. It's fairly self-explanatory what we're doing is we're providing an opportunity for people on the autism spectrum, no matter how they choose to identify, to share something about themselves from their worldview. In the past, this has included opinion pieces, storytelling, interviews, and poems. In this particular article, Jonathan opens with six paragraphs reflecting on his background and his story. It's a journey from a self-described kid in the corner, pacing back and forth, wanting to go unnoticed, bullied, misunderstood, afraid of being rejected, relating to a hedgehog, to where he is today, a member of the Professional Actors Union, masterful on stage or in a sound booth, and hired to do character voices on video games, apps, toys, podcasts, even for a major theme park. Being autistic has not stopped Jonathan from achieving and pursuing his dreams. After he shares about himself, we then go into the interview about his childhood interests, his segue into acting, and his work with the Dorktail Storytime podcast. Can I ask about a fun fact that you might have? Sure, go for it. So he has a relationship to Brian Tashima, uh, correct? Yes, Jonathan did the audiobook voiceover for Brian Tashima's first book, Secret of the Song Shell, in the Joel Suzuki series, which is a wonderful sci-fi fantasy fiction series featuring characters on the autism spectrum. If you have not read the Joel Suzuki series, you have to. Just go ahead and check that out at joelsuzuki.com. Very nice. Now, I know you, you want people to actually read the article. Yes. But what is Dark Tales Storytime Podcast? Of course, John, since we're a podcast, it is imperative that we go into details about the podcast because we not only want people to read the article, but we want them to go to listen to this wonderful show. Absolutely. The Dorktail Storytime podcast is a scripted podcast, and it features two different kinds of tales. One, slightly wacky and geeky retellings of classic fairy tales with important life lessons. And two, untold stories about the hidden heroes of history. Yesterday's geeks, nerds, and dorks 
for today's must-know visionaries, great minds, dream makers, achievers, and inventors we never learned about in school. The target audience is kids and their grown-ups, especially kids who need to know that they're inherently remarkable. The podcast was launched during the pandemic, and they're currently in season three, doing very well. They're currently in the top 5% of all podcasts, according to Listen Notes. It is a very creative, very fun series. So far, Jonathan has created and voiced 69 main characters. Holy cow. Yeah. He is so uber talented. And 50 side characters, including his sidekick, Mr. Reginald T. Hedgehog, a.k.a. Mr. Reg. Mr. Reg is curious, clever, and wears his heart on his quills and is often the reason that Jonathan's telling the story to help Mr. Reg understand his feelings or sort through his reactions to a certain issue. So check out both the article and check out the Dork Tales Storytime podcast. And if you've got kids, especially kids on the spectrum or kids who are neurodivergent, definitely give it a listen. I could probably do a a pretty bad imitation of a British person or someone from Australia, but I will spare people that the pain. And we will continue on to the next (laughs) section or the next article in Recreation, which is a list of 10 books for starting a conversation about autism. Yes, thank you for sparing us. (sighs) You're welcome. (laughs) This article was written by Adriana White, an autistic school librarian. As a librarian, she works hard to create a diverse collection of middle school and young adult books from autistic authors. However, when attending autism conferences and speaking about the different books that she recommends, some of the most frequently asked questions that she receives are about what books should parents use to explain autism to their little ones. So this particular article focuses on that slant. The title is 10 Picture Books for Starting a Conversation About Autism, Books for Kids by Autistic Authors. In the article, Adriana gives a review of each picture book, including the title, plot, and the author's website. We're excited to include Adriana's reviews within Spectrum Life magazine, and we'll be including other lists in future articles. You'll get to know a lot more about Adriana in this particular issue as well, because the next article is actually a feature about her. You're absolutely right. As we move from recreation, we go to education. And we have, like Karen, you were saying, a new series to talk about, which is a day in the life series. Can you talk about that and the next article? Yep. This new series is another one which we're excited to continue from Geek Club Books. It's showing up in the education section this time, but it will probably show up in the lifespan section in future issues. It's called A Day in the Life Series or collectively, a day in our lives, actually autistic adults in the real world. In each issue, autistic writer Jenny Bristol will interview an autistic adult who has found success in their life in their own way. Autistic creator Rebecca Burgess will provide an illustration based on that person's photos and interests. Originally, there was a 13-interview series that was created through Geek Club Books, and turned into a PDF. A copy of that PDF can be read and downloaded online at our Autism Empowerment and Spectrum Life magazine websites. We're super excited to be able to continue the series, and we'll be choosing a new adult each quarter to feature. Then that person will have their A Day in the Life of story featured in Spectrum Life magazine and on our blog. 
For the first story, we chose Adriana White. In addition to being a well-educated librarian, children's book writer, and former special education teacher, Adriana is a passionate autistic advocate and champion for the neurodivergent. You'll get to learn a lot of different things about her in the interview, as well as in the illustration, including the fun fact that she gave an excellent TEDx talk in 2021 on autism and neurodiversity. Different does not mean broken. I see how you snuck in a fun fact there without me taking part, but (laughs) great job. Now your feelings are hurt. That's okay. So sorry, dear. One of the big takeaways from her article is that Adriana wants neurotypical people to understand that there's so much more to us than what they see on the surface. So that was the first article in the education section. And the second article was an article by Diane Wiscarson and Taylor Lewis to round out that section. Yes, we're so fortunate to have a special education law-related article in each issue from Diane and her team. If you happen to miss our winter 2021 issue, we also had a separate article where we went behind the scenes with Wiscarson Law and interviewed Diane and learned her personal backstory. If you're unfamiliar, it's very interesting how she became involved specializing in special education law, and we're grateful that she did. The topic for this issue is navigating educational services with staffing shortages. Quite a timely and hot-button topic. Oh my gosh, it sure is. Shortages during the pandemic are running rapid, not only here locally, but all across the country. Yes. In fact, this was a special request that we made to Diane asking if she could write about this because it was a topic that we were just seeing in message boards, hearing in our conversations with parents. And it was happening not just with a teacher shortage, but also paraeducators, OTs, specialists, speech therapists, bus drivers. So many of our children were not even coming close to getting the support services listed in their IEPs due to the staffing shortages. This particular article talks about the school district's responsibilities, compensatory education, as well as recovery services. So what would you say is the key takeaway from this? I would say that the key takeaway is that it does not matter if districts make good efforts to hire staff but can't find qualified people. Districts are still responsible for implementing students' IPs even if they are short-staffed. Now, that was true before the pandemic, and it's still true today. Districts can't just say that a student can't have a service because there's not a provider. They can't say, sorry, we don't have a speech provider, so your kid can't have speech. Having staff shortages obviously complicates service delivery, and it may mean that the services will not happen in the short term and have to be made up later. It's complex. It may not happen immediately, and there may have to be compensatory education and recovery services, but the child is still entitled to those services, and any changes to a student's IEP must be made by the IEP team and based on student need, not staff availability. So check that article out. It's a really good one. So I wanted to also thank Diane Wiscarson and Wiscarson Law because they also provided this in a Spanish translation. So yes. that's also available as well. We're very grateful to Susana Ramirez, who did the Spanish translation for that at Wiscarson Law. Moving on to our next section is health and wellness. 
So we have the neurodivergent um, rebel, and we also have the neurodivergent doctor, a.k.a. Dr. Anson Service. He started out with the first article stemming from evolution to revolution. What a great title, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I love the fact that we have two columnists, neurodivergent rebel, neurodivergent doctor. I love that too. Isn't it? Isn't it great? Yeah. And I also really like how Anson, how Dr. Service starts out this article. He flashes back to different points in his childhood, his school and college years with examples of how he used to engage in stimming behavior either vocal stimming or physical movement. Generally, the example that he would give would consist of Anson making noise or Anson wiggling and the teacher becoming annoyed and asking Anson to stop. Either stop making noises, stop drumming his pencil, or for the love of all that is good, stop bouncing your leg and shaking the classroom. (sighs) Yikes. Because I could relate so much, both with myself and my own experiences, my kids, and also experiences of some of my neurodivergent childhood friends, the examples were in one way or another humorous, but I know that there was a lot of pain in those examples too, because there's so much misunderstanding from others about why we choose to engage in those behaviors and why we need to. In fact, Anson made an observation in his article when he was young, he was shamed into controlling or stopping his behaviors by those who didn't understand. And that happens so often to our kids. They're shamed. Absolutely. And it's just a tragedy. It is. What he observed was that now that he's an adult, now he's older and more educated and established in his profession, people may still notice his movements, but they're not going to say anything about them or they may ask a question. At this point, age and status seems to matter, and no one's going to tell him to stop doing something. So that's an interesting observation. The article goes on to explain what stimming is, self-stimulatory behavior, and talks about the different types of stimming and self-regulation. And he goes into different categories, tactile, auditory, visual stimming, olfactory, taste, and vestibular. He also goes into the history of stimming, which is really interesting. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And then he gives seven tips on what to do about some of the challenges that autistic people and their families face around stimming. It's a very well-written piece. All his pieces are very well-written as well as his videos, if you check out The Neurodivergent Doctor on YouTube, as well as his website. And he is very honoring of each individual's right to STEM, so be sure to check out that article. I love his stuff. I just love it when he posts new stuff, and we are so honored to have him be part of of the Spectrum Life Autism Empowerment family. The last article in this section, which is health and wellness, was done by Emily Hatch at Specialty Athletic Training where she talks about the benefits of exercise and how it relates to anxiety and depression. I'm really glad that Emily wrote this. Fun fact, you and I have both met Emily a number of times. Absolutely. It is a fun fact. For about a year or so before the pandemic, she was the trainer from specialty athletic training for our team. At the time, Specialty Athletic Training's Vancouver facility was within Stevens Place, and that's where Autism Empowerment holds our Autism Serves Kids Care Club activities 
and other meetings as well. Anyway, these past few years have been challenging to say the least. Many youth and adults have found themselves struggling with mental health, anxiety, and depression. And instead of turning to something like exercise, many of us became more sedentary. The article talks about some of the evidence-based benefits of exercise for our mental health, including higher self-esteem, building social connections, sleep improvement, decreased anxiety and depression, as well as physical and cognitive benefits. I think the timing on the piece is very helpful, especially for people within our community. With things starting to open up and the weather getting better, at least some of the time better, (laughs) it's a great opportunity to start to ease into physical activity and make it a pattern in our lives. John, you and I used to walk 90 minutes a day, five to six days a week before the pandemic. It was easy. We just did it. It was part of our routine and we enjoyed it. And then we got out of the habit and I got sick and just life happened. But we're back and starting again. And although we're building up slowly, first 10 minutes here, 15 minutes, 20, and now up to 30 and maybe only a few days a week, we are starting. And I can already feel a difference mentally. So I encourage our listeners, if you're not already active or you just don't feel motivated to get started, just start small with where you're at. Check out Emily's article for inspiration and dedicate yourself to creating a new pattern one step at a time. I think that you'll find getting a little bit of extra movement in your day really will help with the mental. It certainly is helping me. I I love that. And it comes back to that theory about or what we talked about earlier about grace, giving yourself grace. And you got to just keep on going, putting one foot in front of the other and keep on swimming, as Dory would say, from Finding Nemo. So that was really good. And I, I love that inspirational type of motivation to get out there and walk more with you. Thanks, John. I wouldn't share anything that I wasn't willing to do myself or that I might not be struggling with. I know specifically struggling from depression, people give advice and they say things and they're saying it well-meaning, but they're not coming from a lens of someone who's experienced depression. So sometimes it just comes out as platitudes. Absolutely. And I definitely don't ever want to do that for people. I, I get where it is, where you're coming from. Being authentic is so important. Yeah. So thank you. No, not a problem. So the last section is typically our therapy section. Mm -hmm. But this particular time around, we didn't have any particular articles in this section, but we did have an update for our resource directory page, correct? Yes, we did. And we will have articles in our therapy section in our summer issue. So I think we have two of them already slated, right? Yes, we do. So thank you for bringing this up. I did mean to mention it earlier. We are making some revisions to our resource directory, but one of the things that we are also working on behind the scenes is upgrades to both the Spectrum Life website as well as the Autism Empowerment website. Admittedly, this is slower than I anticipated or would ideally like, but they say patience is a virtue, so I am working on being very virtuous. And grace is something (laughs) important as well. And I am learning Tons about web design, indeed. Anyway, we are making progress, and one of the changes that I really love is the addition of the UserWay accessibility widget that's both on our autismempowerment.org and spectrumlife.org websites. 
user accessibility is something that is very important to us. And we've been looking for different ways to make our sites more accessible. We want to make sure that anybody who visits our site feels included and able to access our content. So the next time that you're at either spectrumlife.org or autismempowerment.org, look in the lower right corner for a circular purple icon with a stick figure person with outstretched arms in the middle. If you click on that, it will bring up a whole bunch of features that you can use to create a more user-friendly, accessible experience. There's a variety of them, but a few examples of things that you can change are text sizing and spacing. There's a screen reader. There's a dictionary. There's a couple different dyslexia-friendly fonts. There's translation into multiple languages. There's a wide range of different things there. I I personally like the dyslexic options because I am dyslexic, so that actually does help uh, me quite a bit. Yes, and John, you reviewed that one in advance to make sure that it was something that you felt was accessible for you as a dyslexic person. They have a couple different options, and one of them actually was very helpful for me, so I really appreciated that. And hopefully people will appreciate the fact that we want to make sure that our stuff is (laughs) accessible in all types of formats as well. Yes, obviously being small and grassroots, we're going to do the best that we can with what we have and we will always strive to keep improving. So we can always learn, but we're doing what we can to make those changes with the resources that we have. So now that we've gone over the magazine, I know you have a couple things that you want to plug or let people know about. Absolutely. From now through May 3rd, 2022, Autism Empowerment is fundraising through 100X Causes, and we really could use your support. It's a great way to create impact, and the good news for people out there who may not have a whole lot of extra money to be able to assist is that you can give to our organization and create positive impact without spending. All you need to do is volunteer some time by providing some simple opinions, some simple feedback on brands and businesses that you use every day, things that you've already done. You don't need to spend any money in addition. We earn $2 for every feedback that you share up to $150. Each feedback takes about a minute and it's safe, it's vetted, it's secure, and there is no personal information that it's sold. We have a little short video that explains it that we've had on our Facebook page, our Instagram page. We'll have it on a podcast show notes page. If you go ahead and text IMPACT to 90412, you can also learn more about it there. And if you text IMPACT to 90412, and if you choose Autism Empowerment, then you can help us raise money for programs like Spectrum Life Magazine, the Autism Empowerment Podcast, Zoom Autism Magazine. And one of the reasons we're trying to raise $15,000 is to help have that extra money so that we can support contract work for autistic and neurodivergent creators and to be able to have extras that we can use to be able to make things more accessible. So please do this. Please give it a chance. Please share it with other people. It's going through May 3rd, and we really need as many people as possible to be able to try to do that. The other plug 
in case you'd like to give cash, and we certainly don't mind that. We are a nonprofit and it's tax deductible. The other plug is that we are participating in a giving day or a giving, I guess a giving week called Give Big 2022. It's a fundraising campaign based in Washington, but people from all over can give. And it's open now through May 4th. The big giving days are May 3rd and 4th, but it's open for early giving now. If you go to www.wagives.org and choose Autism Empowerment, you can make a tax-deductible donation there. Of course, if this is after that time or you prefer, you can always give to us through our autismempowerment.org website, or you can go to Facebook and donate through our Autism Empowerment Facebook donate button. Uh, Facebook donates the fees when you donate through Facebook, so that's cool. As a small nonprofit charity that's neurodivergent-led, we truly appreciate your consideration and support, not only during Autism Acceptance Month, but every day of the year. So thank you for your time in listening to my plugs. Oh, before we go, I actually need to ask you one more quick thing. If someone wants a copy of Spectrum Life mailed to them, can they get that done? Yes, absolutely. We try to make the magazine free and accessible to everybody that we can through either the drop-off locations in the Oregon and Washington area or through the digital copies that are available online. But a lot of people like that tangible feeling of holding and, and flipping the pages of a magazine, and I'm with them. So if you're outside of the area or you want a subscription, we offer that option for $20 a year in the United States. That's for four issues. That's basically covering shipping and handling. And you go to our website on spectrumlife.org and just pull down the subscriptions option section. There's a PayPal button where you can go ahead and pay for that. So that's how you do that. And again, we always have the electronic version of the full magazine as well as individual blog articles up on the website. Thank you so much for letting people know about that. Before I send this back to you to send us off, I want to say I really enjoy being back in the studio and I love the the energy that you have. And thank you to all of the listeners out there. So thank you again, Karen, for being my partner in podcasting today and for taking the lead. And I'm going to send it back to you to send us off. John, thank you. I've had an awesome time with you today, my podcasting partner and my partner for life. Autism Acceptance Month may be here in April, but we're of the mindset that autism acceptance is something that needs to be practiced every day of the year. It is so great to be here with you and partnering together with our audience. I truly consider each of our listeners partners, and I really wish that I could see your faces right now because I would tell you that face-to-face. We're in this together. And as we go about our lives, may we each remember that all of us, each one of us, have strengths and gifts to give to make this world a better place. Each one of us matters, and each one of us makes a difference. Every day can and should be a day to promote autism acceptance. And until autistics of all ages, abilities, and intersecting identities have the resources to be safe, healthy, enriched, and empowered to live their best lives possible, we each need to continue advocating for positive change. Come join us as an Autism Empowerment Ambassador for Autism Acceptance. 
We appreciate you hanging out with us and thank you for your time. You've been listening to the Autism Empowerment Podcast. If you'd like to get connected with our community, as well as all the great support and content we have planned for the future, please hit the subscribe button and visit www.autismempowermentpodcast.org for show notes, transcripts, social media details, Spectrum Life Magazine, Zoom Autism Magazine, and more. As a 501c3 nonprofit charity, we rely upon support from listeners like you to produce our podcast and other programs. We appreciate you leaving a positive review, sharing us with your friends, and considering a tax-deductible donation today. Thank you again.